You're listening to One on One with DP. Brought to you by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. One on One on a Wednesday. Thank you guys for hanging out. 424-645-685. You guys were right on the text line. So to be clear, and I want to thank Chris Raff for doing this, um, and, and we'll bring him back in, but I, I want to remember the reason why I wanted to have the discussion is just to re-remember. It's how you remember it is one way. Then going back and revisiting allows you with new eyes uh, to, to, to go through this thing, right? That, yes, Eric Crouch is a Heisman Trophy winner. Sarge Trophy winner. But to a person so far, I haven't had anybody tell me that Eric Crouch was a better quarterback than Tommy Frazier. And if you can say that, well, Crouch won the Heisman, Tommy didn't win the Heisman, but Tommy was a better quarterback. Then you can also say that there are other quarterbacks who are better than Eric Crouch, even though they did not win a Heisman trophy. You can't have it both ways. How do you want it? Your definition is is it winning national championships? Is is it winning the, the the player of the year award for that year? Winning the, being the best player of that year doesn't mean that you were the best player to play that position ever at Nebraska. Right? I mean, there are people that will have the discussion and say, "Well, geez, you know, Mike Rozier won the Heisman, but was he a more a better talent than 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 Lawrence Phillips?" Right, so the conversation needs to be had. That's why we want to do it. Raph, let me bring you back in. Um, so am I wrong in saying that just because you won the Heisman doesn't mean you were the best at that position forever and eternity? Yeah, I think I think you're correct. The way you, the way you explained it, I think it's perfect. I mean, like Mike Rozier, Heisman Trophy winner, amazing eye back, but you probably ask 85, 90% of the people out there, Lawrence Phillips was probably the best eye back at Nebraska, but you're also going to have people there. I mean, this is why it's amazing conversation because you're going to have people out there that say, Amon Green was the best eye back ever at Nebraska. So that's, that's what makes sports talk awesome because, you know, everybody has their opinions and that's what's, so yeah. I, I, I tomorrow, tomorrow we'll be running back. So we're going to go through, Running backs, and it'll be a different conversation with fullbacks, and it'll be a different conversation with receivers or defensive linemen, pipe members of the pipeline, and how you would break this down. This summer for me is going to be a summer of of, of educating and re-educating myself on the history of Nebraska athletics, specifically football, so that you can go through and learn more about it. Like it it it, it revisits the successful, the high points, how they got there, why they got there. Uh, who took them there, uh, who kept them there, and then who ultimately uh, removed them from that space. You have to go through and look at each of these things. And anybody that tells me you look at Steve Taylor playing quarterback and you look at Eric Crouch playing quarterback, Crouch was a football player playing quarterback. Steve Taylor was an athlete playing quarterback. They approached it differently, had different successes. But Rico, let me ask you. Hello. Stats. Steve Taylor, what do you have? Give me one second. I'm marking these so I know exactly who is who. I got yelled at for stats before. On well, but 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 it's just it's just look, facts are facts, and then your opinion on the facts is something entirely okay. different. So Steve Taylor, um, his totals. Do you want totals? Yes. Or okay, totals. Yeah. Uh, rushing, he finished his career with 2,125 yards. 
32 touchdowns. Um, Passing-wise, he finished with 2,815 on 45%, uh, 30 touchdowns, 24 picks. Okay. That's Steve Taylor. Right. In in his three seasons as a starter, one season coming in a little bit here and there. Got it. Eric Crouch, uh, rushing-wise, finished his career 3,434 rushing yards and 59 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, passing-wise, 4,481 on 51% passing, 29 touchdowns, 25 picks. Right, so they're close. Extremely close. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're he has close. more. He has more passing yards because that's... AD, AD is on the text line. He says, don't forget, don't sleep on Keith and McCann. We haven't gotten there yet. We haven't got there, AD. <laughs> Come on now. Chill. <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Steve Taylor and ask him his opinion. Like, where would he put himself? Of course, he might say number one, but that I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> by that either. Um, but, you know, that's, that's, what makes, that's what makes Steve so great, though, I think. In my, and I think that's what makes the great quarterbacks that great is – they are and they are to them. They are the number one, and that's what that makes them those alpha dogs. Um, Steve's going to tell you, you know, he was one of the best in Nebraska history, and that's that attitude you got to you got to come in with. If you have that attitude that you're the best, you know, that's that's that mentality you need to be to to be a successful quarterback at Nebraska. You've got to have that mentality. So um, we have some more so stats. Hold on, hold on let me uh, say, Mike, we're going to get to you, bro. We were going to ask yeah. you to call. At right in the last segment, so we want to take your call at the last segment. So if you don't mind, call back um, right at like ten fifty, something like that. Right, and we'll take you in the last segment. Um, I have some, some more passing stats for. Go ahead, give between me between Taylor and, and give me, give me, uh, give me Crouch. Give me. So <laughs> Steve Taylor con- uh, attempted two hundred and two less uh-huh. pass attempts, and if you're going with yards per average and air yards per average, say it. Steve Taylor yards per average seven, air yards per average five point eight. Okay. Eric Crouch, 7.4 per average, 6.5 air yards per average. Yeah. So extremely close. The only difference is Steve Taylor had 202 less attempts <laughs> and 2,000 yards less about. Yeah. So Crazy you go, things. you go, uh, you know, 202 more attempts, you get 1,000 yards, 2,000 yards in there. Like, it's that's completely doable. Like, because the, again, the air yards easy. and the yards per average are extremely similar. It's not easy. And he actually had one more passing touchdown and one less interception on 202 less attempts. Here's one for you. Here's one for you, Raph. You ready for this? I'm ready. All right. So this quarterback took over in 1989, threw for 1,000 yards, threw for more than 1,000 yards, accounted for 31 touchdowns, and the Huskers went 10-2 and and went to uh, the Fiesta Bowl. Who am I talking about? I'm going to go with Jerry Godowski. You are correct, sir. So, again, as we dance through this thing, that the the program and the culture operated in such a unique and high-level space that 9 and 10 wins was the norm. It was the norm. Even before, like, you get into the space Jerry where you had a, comfortable. Jerry had a great year that year, too. He – um. That's so probably one of the bigger regrets in Nebraska history. Probably is wishing that he would have had one more year. Yeah, he he played great that one year. He was he was the starter. After that, you know, AD's boy Keith and McCann. Keith and McCann, number 19, ten, nineteen ninety, rushed for over six hundred, passed for over fourteen hundred, thirteen touchdowns. Um, athletically unique, fair. 
Kendrick. He was probably, I'd probably put him up there as one of the top passing quarterbacks that Nebraska has ever. I mean, he was, he was a little bit different than what we had been the prior years. We were more run, more run, more option. That year, it seemed like he was more he was more of a drop back passer than what we had seen. Him and Steve were a lot alike throwing the ball. I guess actually they kind of have the same same mechanics too. Every business wants to engineer new possibilities, creating revenue, optimizing costs, and scaling technologies like cloud and AI. Start at Deloitte.com/us/cloud and find the services you need to get the value you seek. Deloitte. Great trivia question that I got stumped on a couple of months ago. And I can ask it to everybody, and don't cheat. Don't cheat, people. Rico, let me know if you have an answer. Who was the last starting quarterback before Tommy Frazier? I have the answer because I've been looking all these up. <laughs> <laughs> because you guys are going 1980s, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't I don't know these names. I was like, I know Turner Gill is the coach at Buffalo and, right. and Kansas, and I've heard of some of these other guys, but no, I, I – I, I have the answer, but it's cheating, so I won't yeah, say. Yeah, Raph, come on, brother. I'll I'll tell you one thing about that court. This quarterback that we're talking about, uh huh. He came in highly, highly, highly recruited. When we got him, we thought, now this is this is what we what we need. I can. He wore number one. He and he he was on he was on a trajectory to be one of the all time greats, but I think he had hurt his shoulder in that. That kind of hampered him. So, but has anybody answered that trivia question yet? Or we'll let Rico or answer. Give it away? So you want me to answer it? Because I also have a fun stat on it. Go ahead, Rico. Uh, the quarterback that we are all wondering is Mike Grant. Yes. And uh, right. to open up the 1990 season, he threw for 86 yards in a 13-0 win over Baylor. Didn't throw oh. much. Ran it. Ran it quite a bit. Ran it quite a bit. And Raph, we were laughing during the break because you can go through. Uh, the, the 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 historic annals of, of 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 Nebraska football quarterback play, and they'll go through each year, right? And then they just get to ninety, they get to like ninety four, ninety five, and they just go, you you guys know who was there? So like, yeah, <laughs> so I'm looking, I'm looking through the Lincoln Journal stars, like you know they have something from uh before Adrian took over right. as a starter, right. and it's just all the quarterbacks that started since 1980. Uh, it gets to 1990 and 1992, Mike Grant, mm-hmm. and then it just skips 94, 95. Uh, 93, 94, 95, and then goes 96, 97, Scott Frost. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know who it was. Yeah, you know we, don't who it was. Put, we don't need to put a picture. Well, was there anybody between Tommy and Crouch who were missing? Well, actually, going back for a second, there actually was going to possibly be a quarterback before before Tommy. A lot of people, some know, but Tony Veland, mm-hmm. that's in spring ball or in fall ball, had actually ascended to the number one spot, and then he had broke his collarbone. But How he, many times did, did that? Didn't that happen like every year in Nebraska for almost fifteen years, where a defense, a guy who, who was a quarterback in high school, you can bring up Mickey Joseph, you can bring up uh, uh, Damon Bennett, you can bring up a lot of players mm-hmm. who ended up starring on defense. Who were actual high school quarterbacks and had to move over? Yeah, there, there, had been some. He had Tony. Oh man! Usually, they always, they always kind of went over to that, that safety position where yep. they, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> it just seems, Raph, it just seems, like I said, the beauty of this thing was to regenerate thought and memory on it. And the conversations being had, I mean, guys like Jamal Lord, for me, got lost. Uh, Joe Daly got lost, right? I mean, yeah. in that. Joe just got caught. Joe just got in transition. He was a, he was recruited for the Frank Solich option play action offense. And the next thing you know, he's running pro style five wide, you know, and, and he just, he just kind of got caught in the transition because I think he would have under Solich. I think he would have been probably right up there. You know, you could probably put him in the top 10. If yeah. I would have liked to have seen him another year in Solich's offense. That's for sure. Before we close out the segment again, well, Mike, we'll get to you on the, on the Hunter Lincoln hotline up coming up next, but then we'll close it out with this big 12 offensive player of the year over 5,800 yards. Passing. Oh, yay! Super Bowl coach. <laughs> that that's where we'll finish up. Is Zach Taylor Zach. as you rem, as you go through Nebraska's quarterbacking history, it's far more glamorous in the space in the vacuum of college football, but it loses some of the luster when it comes to advancing past the NFL. That's a conversation for another time and another day, but. This was this was educational for me, and this is why I want to have these conversations. Raph, man, appreciate you, brother. Uh, what are you What are you doing tonight? What are you guys doing tonight? We have got a really good show lined up. We've got uh, Miss Billy Goins. She's the head of the Boys and Girls Club here in Lincoln. Wonderful. And then we're going to have Kenny Cheatham on, and he played receiver for the Huskers back in the. Oh, mid to late 90s. So we'll have both of them on the show, riffing with Raph and AD tonight. So we're looking forward to that, as always. Appreciate you, brother, and what you do each night and every night every day. Uh, yeah, AD just said uh, Cluster Johnson was also a high school quarterback that ended up getting moved. That just, yep, that's yep. just college football, but specifically Nebraska. Uh, pretty exceptional in moving those folks around. Raph, appreciate you, brother. Do what you do. I'll listen to you checking tonight. Awesome. Thank you. Have a good day, you guys. Uh, you can catch him 7 to 9 o'clock Wednesday nights with Aaron Davis. Riffin with Raph and Davis here on 93.7. Ticket, we go to break. Mike, we'll, we'll get to you, brother. We appreciate you uh, hanging on. We'll close out one-on-one and hand it over to Rashawn and the Captain Show down at Wingstop. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. You're listening to One-on-One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.